This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We've been studying the parables of Jesus in our sermon series, Stories with Intent. Today, we will look at his teaching about the kingdom of God. Please stay with us for our encouraging message, Positive Stories for Christian Pessimists. Today we continue our Stories with Intent sermon series on the parables of Jesus. We'll be studying two parables Jesus used to encourage discouraged followers. I hope you'll stay with us. We begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray. Father, our prayer for today is simply this. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. For that is our hope and our stay. Amen. Our reading for today is taken from Luke chapter 13, beginning at verse 18. Jesus said, Therefore, what is the kingdom of God like? And to what should I compare it? It's like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in the garden. It grew and became a tree, and the birds of the air made nests in its branches. And again Jesus said, To what should I compare the kingdom of God? It's like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. This looks like a lost cause. Have you ever said that or thought it? Maybe in the middle of a project that you've started at home. Maybe it's a remodeling or landscaping project that's not going well. Or something around the house that you've set out to fix and now you're in a fix. Oh, this looks like a lost cause, we think. Or maybe it's a project or a situation at work that isn't going well. It's giving you fits. Things just aren't coming together. I know in my line of work, I have that experience now and then. Most pastors will tell you every once in a while, sermon block, kind of like writer's block, sets in and you just can't get that sermon going. You're stuck. Or you get in the middle of your sermon prep and it's just not coming together like you want and you feel like quitting and finding something else to preach. And you think to yourself, this sermon's a lost cause. Trust me. It happens to most preachers, like myself. It might be a relationship you're struggling with, and no matter what you try, it's difficult and painful, and you sigh and think to yourself, this looks like a lost cause. I'm sure that you could add a few more ideas to my little list, because we've all been there, experienced that. And when it happens, it brings on a sinking feeling of discouragement and it makes you want to just give up and say this is a lost cause I quit. Jesus addresses that kind of thinking in today's parable. Perhaps I I think he sees that his 12 disciples are looking discouraged and thinking to themselves about this mission that they're on with him that this is a lost cause. 
They've been on the road with Jesus for some time now. Earlier on, they had bought into his message that the kingdom of God, that is God's rule and reign over the world, was present and that he was the bringer of that kingdom. They had left behind their professions to follow Jesus. They're expecting some great things, maybe a political takeover, a major movement of some sort. But that's not happening. As they observed Jesus doing his teaching and healing ministry, the little faith that they had in Jesus in his announcement about the kingdom of God got shaky. The disappointing results were not meeting their expectations, and this was looking more like a a small-time operation so far. No fireworks. The only fireworks were Jesus and his message were met with rejection and hostility from the religious establishment. They criticized Jesus. They didn't like him. They accused him even of being of the devil when he did a miracle. He was even misunderstood and rejected by the outsiders like the Samaritans and the politicians were suspicious of him and they didn't like him. There were threats towards Jesus. Crowds were showing up, but there was no one dropping everything and signing up to come along like they had. Well, there were some small steps being made in some of the villages they visited, healing miracles and casting out evil spirits, which brought a lot of speculation and amazement and quite a following. But these seemed so significant in comparison to what they had in mind when it comes to kingdom building. They must have been wondering, what's going on here? What have I gotten myself into? We're not doing so hot. This kingdom stuff isn't happening like I thought it would. It's not taking off. There's very little repentance from our hearers and few followers. If God's kingdom has come, why does it feel like we're moving two steps forward and three steps back? And where's God in all of this? God, don't you see what's going on? Have I been on the wrong horse? Maybe I ought to just pack up my stuff, quit following and go home. That had to have been running through the minds of those guys. And if you're a follower of Jesus, maybe you've even fallen prey to this kind of thinking yourself. You look around at the condition of the world today, and it looks like things aren't getting any better. Or you observe the Church of Christ and its workings and its failings. The news can sometimes be so dark and frightening that it causes us as Christ followers to shrug our shoulders sometimes and despairingly say, this appears to be a lost cause. Evil seems to be winning over good. Morality and mercy and righteousness seem to be getting ignored or lost these days. And we see bad things going on in the world and happening to people, innocent people in general, the the world looks dark and scary and out of control some days. God's people in his church are, are experiencing such things as church bombings and cultural hostility and rejection and ridicule and criticism and even persecution in parts of the world. We seem to be so ineffective in bringing people into God's kingdom as his church. Those outside the kingdom seem disinterested in it or even hostile towards it. 
There are a few conversions that we're aware of in our little corner of the world, and some days it feels like we're just losing ground. And all of this can cause us deep uncertainty. It can cause a faith crisis. It moves us to wonder, along with those first disciples of Jesus, is this a lost cause? It sure seems like it. Sometimes we are tempted to quit trying to do ministry altogether, to serve Jesus in the world, or even to, as a church to maybe change the gospel message to attract people or keep the ones that we have. Well, it's in response to this kind of wondering and discouragement that Jesus offers a reassuring word in these parables we read earlier. It's a pep talk, a positive picture for pessimistic Jesus followers. It's about the kingdom of God. We need to remind ourselves that when Jesus talks of the kingdom of God, he's not talking about a geographic place. He's not talking about going to heaven so much. The kingdom of God is God's rule and reign in this world where his will is being done. People's lives are being changed by the good news of Jesus. And they're loving God with their heart, soul, strength, and mind and their neighbor as themselves. His will is getting done. And Jesus compares the kingdom of God movement to a tiny mustard seed and a tiny bit of yeast. He makes the comparison to reassure and encourage Jesus' followers to trust. He tells us, yeah, look at the mustard seed when you're thinking about the kingdom of God, because it's the tiniest of seeds. Looks so insignificant, yet when it's planted, it eventually becomes a tree with branches that offers refuge to the birds of the air. And that's what I want you to keep in mind, Jesus said, when you're feeling discouraged. Because things look bad and it seems like we're stuck and losing. Just think of the mustard seed and the tree that eventually happens. God's kingdom will prevail. This is not a losing cause that you're a part of. Jesus goes on, keep this picture in your mind as well. Kingdom of God is like a little bit of yeast in a big batch of flour. It soon penetrates the whole batch. So too will God's reign and rule penetrate this whole world. Don't give up. Don't quit following. Serving. The kingdom project looks small and unpromising and lacking power now, but it's just getting started. God's rule will come. You're on the winning side. Keep it in mind, Jesus said. Recently, my favorite baseball team was getting trounced by another team by 12 runs. I turned on the TV set to watch and looked at the scoreboard and said about that game, this looks like a lost cause, and I turned the TV off. I think sometimes, like those first disciples, we look at the scoreboard in this world and all its problems and darkness, and it looks like evil's winning 12 to nothing and all is lost. 
and it feels like we want to just turn things off. But Jesus tells us, don't let the scoreboard fool you. The game is not over and God wins. Don't quit. Keep serving him, witnessing for him in this world. And God is at work. It may not appear so some days, but the kingdom of God is happening and will come in its fullness someday. And every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord and all that have placed their trust in him will live forever with him. Don't lose your hope and your confidence. That's the point of these parables today. Even as we speak, friend, God is working in this world through his Holy Spirit, and amazing things are happening. Lives are getting changed. So that's the message for today. Children of God, followers of Jesus, you saints of God that might be getting discouraged, don't give in to despair and pessimism. Take courage. Be confident. God has this. This is not a lost cause that you are a part of. And remember, in the end, God wins. And by the way, we've witnessed the truth Jesus shared with those disciples already. This is not some Pollyannish thinking about someday, lest we forget. Keep in mind, millions upon millions of people since that day, Jesus told the parables, have entered the kingdom of God through trusting in the good news of Jesus Christ. Lives are impacted and transformed by a relationship with Jesus. The impact upon the world by the Christian faith is immeasurable. Educational institutions, hospitals, Christian aid organizations serving in Christ's name, the fight against apartheid in South Africa and racism in America, and the impact goes on and on and on all around the globe. Thousands of people are entering the kingdom of God right now as the gospel is proclaimed in parts of the world. And lest we forget, remember that the cross of Jesus Christ, his crucifixion, was followed by an empty tomb and a resurrection. Jesus is alive he has already won the battle. Sin and death and the devil himself were conquered by the suffering and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, God's Son. God has had the last word. And don't forget what's happened since Pentecost. The Holy Spirit is on the loose with his convicting and converting power all over this planet working in people's lives even before we have the opportunity to share the gospel. God's will, his plan for this sin-sick planet that he loves, is still getting done, and in the end will be done once and for all for eternity. And you're a part of that. So I'd like to finish this message off with a word of encouragement today. You saints, followers of Jesus. Yes, there are a lot of problems in this world. And there are a lot of people that need to be brought into the kingdom of God. And it looks almost impossible and overwhelming to get that job done. It looks just like madness some days. 
instead of being overwhelmed by all the problems and the needs of others for Christ, why not, in confident faith and hope, step up and be a part of the solution? Continue to give yourself over to God's purposes for your life. Let your light keep shining as you serve Jesus, that people around you will wind up giving God glory and praise. Or let me put it this way, instead of complaining about the darkness, light a candle and get in the game. Don't quit. Servants of Christ, keep going for Jesus in your corner of the world. And remember, God is in control. History is his story and God wins. Remember the end of our Lord's prayer, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. As you go on your way, may the Lord go with you. May he go before you to show you the way, behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you, above you to watch over, and within you to give you his peace. Amen. You've been worshiping with the ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray today's message has encouraged you to let your light shine as you serve Jesus so those around you will also give God glory and praise. Christian Crusaders continues to be of vital importance to the spiritual needs of many who listen. We ask you to help make this program possible through your prayers and financial considerations. Address your gifts to Christian Crusaders, 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. You can also find us on the internet at christiancrusaders.org. Our toll-free telephone number is 1-888-MY-FAITH. That's 1-888-693-2484. In the Cedar Falls, Waterloo, Iowa area, dial 277-0924. Today's program can be heard or read anytime through our website. It is also possible to receive the program directly to your phone or other electronic device by podcast. Make a note to visit us online today. Christian Crusaders is dedicated to changing our world with the life-changing message of salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. As part of that mission, we earnestly desire your prayers for this ministry and urge you to share your concerns with us so we may lift you up in prayer as well. You will find a prayer request form on our website under the Is This For Me link. All concerns are kept confidential. We are happy you chose to worship with us this day, and we pray you will join us again next week on this station. Conducting the service was our speaker, Pastor Steve Kramer. Christian Crusaders has been broadcasting biblical truth continuously since 1936. 